Bonjour, this is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast, and I'm your host, Andrew Pryor. Enchanté. Fabulously Delicious is the podcast that brings you, the wonderful and fabulous people involved in French food, whether they're here in France like me or from around the world. Each week, we dive into a specific topic, a French dish, an ingredient, or a French cuisine cooking technique, and we learn about it from a special guest who's an expert on that topic. My guests are all about French food. Either they cook it, they produce it, talk, write, or photograph it. But above all, they love it. This week, I'm finalising the series of a chef profiles narrated by myself in the Story Of series. But I wanted to do something special. Pick a chef who means a lot to me personally, one that inspires me with her story. That's right, it's a female chef. And not just any female chef, but one who's responsible for so much of what we know about French cuisine today. And I can't wait to share her story with you. So sit back, grab a glass of wine, cheese and a baguette and enjoy the story of Eugenie Brazier. Eugenie Brazier is one of the famous Mère Lyonnaise and as such was nicknamed Mère Brazier. Eugenie was the first woman to get three Michelin stars for a restaurant. In fact, she got six at the same time, with three stars for both her restaurants. Some of Eugenie's students were the who's who of French cuisine today, Paul Bacuse and Bernard Pacou. Her legacy, though, to women in the kitchen is something that still continues today. This is her story. Born Wednesday the 12th of June, 1895, in La Trontière, a small village located around 10 kilometres from the Bresse region of France, renowned for its Bresse chickens, was a small rural town with a population of just 300, only 12 more than its population today. She learned about cookery while still a child, and by the time she was five, she knew how to make the sweet and savoury tarts that her mother cooked for the family. Among the dishes she first learned to make was the barbaton, which consisted of fried bacon, onion, potatoes and garlic. Her schooling was confined to just the winter months, and then only when she was not busy working on the farm. At the age of 10, Eugenie's mother passed away, and she was then placed in the care of another family in the region where she would look after the cows and pigs on the farm. This farm life would also be the starting blocks for her career as a chef, as she would learn the basics of breast cuisine. In addition to her board and lodging, she received a pair of clogs and a new dress every year. Becoming pregnant at the age of just 19 to a married man living in a nearby town, her son Gaston was born and it is said that her father at the time when she left the farm to see him threw her out. Whether true or not, what we do know is that Eugenie would then make her way to Lyon to be employed as a nursing maid, giving her milk and nanny to a bourgeois family, the Millet, who were bakers and pasta makers. When their cook became sick, Eugenie would then take over the kitchen of their residence. She had no recipe books, and provided meals based on what she had picked up from the family's cook. She said, cooking is not complicated. You have to be well organized to remember things and have a bit of taste. I learned to cook by doing it. It's as simple as that. A year later, Eugenie was hired to work in the kitchen of Mère Filiol at her bistro at 73 Rue de Ken in Lyon. Here, she started an apprenticeship in Filiol's women's only kitchen. 
Mare Filo was known as the Queen of Chickens, having, it is said, in her career to have cooked over 500,000 chickens. Mare Filo is also said to be the creator of the fabulous Truffle Chicken in Half Morning, which is a chicken with truffle slices under the skin that's cooked in a broth that is a well-known Lyonnaise dish even today. In the 19th century, there were many women who ran restaurants in Lyon. They were called mares, and hence the term mares Lyonnaise. Mare, the French language word for mother, is an honorary title given to the talented female professional cooks, many of whom had no formal training in France during the 18th, 19th and 20th centuries. Between 1759 and the end of the 20th century, multiple women had been called mares. Their work, many believe, turned the city of Lyon into the gastronomic centre of France and the world. From Philot, Eugène would move to another restaurant in Lyon, the Brasserie du Dragon, where she was better paid. Then, on Tuesday the 19th of April, 1921, Eugène created her first restaurant. With 12,000 francs capital, which is around 10,000 euros today, this would be a Bouchon. The Bouchon is a Lyon restaurant, where you can eat specialties including quenelles, salad lyonnaise, and cervelle de canut. Located at number 12 Rue Royale, in the first arrondissement of Lyon, very close to the Rhone Keys, the restaurant was called Mer Brasier. And thanks to the word of mouth and the praise of the gastronomic critics, the restaurant quickly became the most popular in Lyon. Eugene was living in a small building 17 kilometres west of Lyon that was without gas or electricity. Her lover at the time was said to be the driver of a racing car manufacturer and his friends and Eugene's customers at Mare Brisere encouraged her to open another restaurant there. So, in 1929, she did just that and this became Eugene's second restaurant, Col de la Lue. Elizabeth David, the fabulous food writer, would describe the restaurant Col de la Lue here. High above its notorious fogs and damp, airy and cool, surrounded by a large garden and much greenery. This was, for a time, my favourite restaurant in all of France. The menu scarcely changed from year to year. With the exception of one dish, fish quenelles, with a rather rich sauce. The food was all comparatively plain. There was no showing off, no fireworks, the calm confidence, the servitude, that all here would be as it should, which one felt upon entering the establishment was somehow communicated to her customers by Madame Brazier herself. Invisible though she was in the kitchen and by her front of house staff, the restaurant could have been in no country but France. The cooking practiced by Madame Brazier and her brigade was the cooking of the French provinces at its best and also its most traditional. In 1932, Eugenie was awarded two stars in the Michelin Guide for each of her two restaurants. The following year, though, when the Guide introduced three-star ratings for the first time, in 1933, Eugene was awarded three Michelin stars, twice for her two restaurants in Lyon, which she retained until 1968. This would make her the first of two women to get three Michelin stars at the same time, with Marie Bourget's also achieving this in 1933. The next time a female chef would achieve three Michelin stars would not be until 1951, when Marguerite Biz did 
and then that would be followed up by Anne-Sophie Pick in 2007. Eugenie's award of three Michelin stars for two restaurants at the same time, being a total of six, would not just be the first time for a woman chef, but also the first time for any chef. This feat would not be achieved again until 1997, with Alan Ducasse achieving the honour. Only four other chefs have been awarded this. Marc Ferrand in 2001, Thomas Keller in 2006, Jean Rubichon in 2001, 2006 and 2012, and Yannick Alain in 2007 and then again in 2017. Eugenie's restaurants would quickly become the attraction and place to go in Lyon. The once mayor of Lyon, Edouard Hurel, three-time prime minister of France, said that Eugene Brazier does more than he does for the fame of the city of Lyon. As an enemy of the Nazis and the puppet Vichy government, he was imprisoned during much of Second World War. And under his collaborator replacement, Brazier fell foul of the authorities. She refused to compromise her standards and was repeatedly fined, and on one occasion imprisoned for a week for breaching the Nazi occupier's regulations about food rationings. In 1941, the regime ordered the closure of the Rue Royale restaurant for buying food without the requisite authorization. When the war ended, Eugenie held a celebratory feast at the Col de la Lune for a large number of people from Lyon. She hired a band, a clown, and a guest sang La Marseillaise during the banquet. The two establishments were restored to their pre-war eminence. The food writer Joseph Westberg remembered her as a formidable woman with a voice like a foghorn, rough language, and strong forearms. With regular customers, she was known to take matters into her own hands. One recalled her telling him, Mon petit, yesterday you had the pool demi-dule. Tonight, you have a quenelle. Eugene's customers included well-known figures like Marlena Dietrich and Charles de Gaulle. Eugene had a reputation for being demanding about the quality of her ingredients. Her chicken supplier once joked that soon he would be expected to give the birds manicures before she would accept them. She was equally particular about cleanliness emptying storage areas daily for cleaning. She hated waste and would create staff dinners from trimmings and save anything left on dinner plates to feed her pigs. A menu change was required by seasonal availability. When there were a few vegetables, she'd serve a macaroni gratin. Eugene's son, Gaston, took over operations of her mère Brissie Bouchon, whilst Eugenie focused on the Col de la Lure Bouchon. It is said that they had a falling out and that this is one of the reasons Gaston stopped working with his mother and went out on his own at the Bouchon. A young Paul Bacuse, just 20 at the time, started his apprenticeship with Eugène Brissier after his service during the Second World War. He worked with Eugène at the Col de l'Eure Bouchon and in addition to cooking, he also maintained the vegetable garden, the cows and did the laundry and ironing. Bacuse would go on to learn la cuisine familière, which is the term for the simple cooking of fresh ingredients carefully and simply for the family. Bacuse is said to be one of the greatest chefs of the 20th century and kept three Michelin stars for 53 years for his restaurant at Bacuse in Lyon. Bacuse called Eugenie one of the pillars of global gastronomy 
1968, at the age of 72, Eugene handed the Bouchon at the Côte d'Alure to a son Gaston to run. Then, on the 2nd of March 1977, at the age of 81, Eugene Brazier died. Sadly, three years before that, in 1974, Gaston, her son, had died, so Eugene was buried with Gaston at Marie Cemetery in Mirabel, just outside of Lyon. Her death was marked by obituaries, not only in the French press, but in foreign papers. The New York Times and papers across the US carried articles. Tribute was paid in the British press, and a Swiss paper observed that the gourmets of Lyon were in mourning. Eugene was able to see, though, six years before her death, the succession of her restaurants to Jacotte Brazier, her granddaughter. And Jacotte would run the Bouchon for 30 years until selling the restaurant in 2004 to her friends Philippe Bertrand and Bob Tosh. They would keep the name to honour Eugenie and her legacy, and today the current chef, Matteo Venet, continues this honour. Some of Lyon's most famous dishes can be attributed to Eugène Brazier, from artichoke with frogois, quenelles, langoustine, bel amour, terrines, gratin de macaroni, voile de midouille, galette chabrineuf, which is a dessert with apple confit that's flambéed, to name just a few. In the year 2000, the city of Lyon renamed the street where Mère Brise was closest to as Rue Eugène Brésier. And in 2018, the city of Strasbourg also named a street after her. Eugène's accomplishments were largely forgotten outside of France for many years though. When Alain Ducasse received his sixth Michelin star in 1998, Florence Fabricant food and wine writer for the New York Times announced this as the first time any chef had received six stars. Papers elsewhere in the US and in Britain made the same mistake. In 2016, Eater published a feature on Brazier, subheaded lined, How History Erased This Influential Chef. The article observed that Quentin Cruz's 1978 book, The Great Chefs of France, barely mentions her and that the 2007 food, The History of Taste, a collection of essays by French, German and Belgium-American and British food historians, discussed Brazier's important commentaries, but did not mention her. Famously, though, Eugenie fled the spotlight. In particular, she rejected the Legion of Honour, which is France's highest French order of merit. She's quoted as saying that she was cooking for love and not for glory. Although Eugene had a reputation for menus that changed little, her recipe book begun in her last years and published after her death contains more than 300 dishes. The editors of the book interspersed the chapters with details of seven of her classic menus. In 2007, 30 years after Eugene's death, her granddaughter Jaconte founded the L'Association des Amis de Eugene Brésier the Association of Friends of Eugene Brazier, to pay tribute to her grandmother. Paul Bacuse and Bacord sponsored the association. Its aim is to promote the careers of young women apprentices, guide and support them in the very masculine world of cooking, and pass on to them Brazier's professional values. This association supports young women trainees paying their tuition fees and funding training materials. 
The association also sponsors the annual Eugene Brazier Literary Prizes. Awarded to female authors of a cookbook, the Grand Prix, to an illustrator or photographer of a cookbook, the Prix de l'Archéographie, a food-related novel or essay, the Prix de Roman de Comment, and a cookbook in the category Francophone Countries and Elsewhere. The prizes and scholarships are awarded every year at the Lyon City Hall in December during the association's annual evening. So the life of this fabulous female chef, Eugène Brazier, not only influenced French cuisine during her lifetime, but continues this day in her teachings, but also through her legacy and foundation. The future of French food is bright because of a little farm girl that embraced life and her love of good food and hard work. Eugène Brazier, merci beaucoup. I hope you've liked this episode about Eugene Brazier. Please share it around with your friends, family, and anyone that you lo- think loves good food and French food, of course. I will continue monthly a profile of a fabulous foodie or French chef to tell their story in a more in-depth way. Fabulously Delicious is all about French food, and I hope you've enjoyed it. Merci beaucoup and bon app. Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Joe. And, and we're, we're the, the Professional, professional book, book Nerds. Nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my TV read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy happy reading. reading!